My name is Lola Puzzle, and this is Media Delta. Um, so this is a uh, interesting one, um, which I have a well. Technically, it's not going to happen anymore because I've changed how I do the Media Deltas and the Retrank Relief Drive. But we have a higher tier um, Retrank Relief uh, charity watch today. And those have been interesting so far. And by that, the first one we did was Uncut Gems. And that certainly was a thing. Certainly divisive. Yeah. Um, a very painful thing to watch, Cage, like, at times. It is a uh, hard watch, yeah. This movie <laughs> is also a hard watch, but on a completely different thing. Although, depending upon the effect, you... It, it will affect certain people differently, but overall, it is certainly a feast on the eyes, which eyes being key, because this is a movie that's a set. The reason why I should actually mention the reason why we did this is because every time that I've heard someone describe this movie is that it is basically the most video game ass movie without actually being based on a video game. And uh, the movie we're talking about is Hardcore Henry, a 2015 um Russian director, but I believe it is mostly an English production. I think the uh, same director was also the writer and the um, another thing. I can't remember what the third. Also, one of yes. the actors for Henry. Yes. Um. Also, it's me. I'm the person who keeps saying that fucking thing because yes. it's true. Um. Yes. Uh. This movie's certainly a thing. Um. As well definitely get into in fact i think really there's not a like describing this movie doesn't really do we should probably just give our first impressions first which by the way uh, i was not the only one who watched this so please introduce yourselves hi i'm Ax. hi i'm axe and i'm here for inexplicable horse Cool, you're next. Anybody else want to go? Uh, <laughs> I just it's realized weird. it's like, oh, your name's not Loco in this, so... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm oh, Julio, if you don't know, and we're going to need another Jimmy. I'm Loco. Uh, even if I wore to have my regular name, the E would probably confuse you, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm Torpotypus, and I'm here to prevent wife harm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this certainly is a movie. Um, entirely set in first person, um, and does not stop. Uh, it is a movie that it is. We've had a few fair movies where a lot of it's been like, yeah, this movie's good, but there's like a dull or like a lull in the action in certain months. Not this movie. This movie is probably the most dense, or one of the most dense. Things like even if it's not a like action scene, there is just a lot to take in. Um, it is a movie that once it starts, it never fucking stops. Yeah, uh, hardcore definitely is apt for a description. Um, normally, I, I mean, just go out. Good. I'm fine with it not being the sound with a bathroom break in mind, assuming that I sat down with the intention of watching the movie straight through, which I did. Yeah, also, both it's, times it's only an hour it. and a half, so... Yeah. Um, so when we went to say that we were going to watch this for a recording, uh, this is one of the few movies that I have decided not to do a, like, 
basically was like, yeah, we can't like get all like just like we're gonna have to watch this on our own time because it's like, I don't know if anyone's gonna have problems watching this movie in one go. Um, and I still believe that even though I I was I didn't have issues, but I don't really have a lot of motion sickness issues. Uh, so let me actually get that out of the way is that if you have problems with motion sickness, uh, this is probably going to be a harder watch than not. Um, mm. Also, Axe, you were mentioning some problems with heights. Yeah, uh, there are actually a number of scenes where uh, Henry is uh, hard. Yeah, Henry is uh, high up and uh, looks down, which oh, makes me very unhappy. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Same. Yeah. I'll so... talk more about it during my turn. Yeah, but this does have if you're acrophobic, this is going to be slightly unfriendly to you. Yes, particularly um, with the intro. But yeah, yes. Um, so, yeah, just getting that out of the way. Um, I don't know, because normally I try and have a like flow of like who like the order I'm kind of thinking. Um, and uh does anyone want to go first? I'm ready. All right, X. So I've actually, since the credit roll, I've been kind of really excited to talk about this. I fucking love this movie. So I had fun. It's so yes. fun. I had a blast. And like, we've had movies where like we gush about it, like uh, Alien 2 or Aliens, however you want to be pedantic. But like, I didn't go into this being excited because I had no idea. I was actually expecting to not enjoy it just based on stuff that I've heard back and forth, you know, uh, predating the actual watching. Um, and to be transparent, I started watching it actually yesterday, but I watched it too late. So about half an hour into the movie, I got tired and I had to shut it off and go to bed. Uh, I watched the rest of it today, mid-action scene. Um, there was a lot of red in the scene. Um, yes. But, like, I still, I, I, I fucking love this movie. I, I, I was smiling through most of the film. There's so many funny moments. There's so many clever moments. The, the, the car scene where he throws a grenade into a, a van and it explodes and he launches up into the air and lands on the back of a fucking motorcycle. The horse that just comes out of fucking nowhere, he rides it for a bit and then it kicks him off. Like, um, this I, I don't agree that this movie's in constant motion because there are a few scenes where it lays low a bit and lets you kind of breathe and, you know, unwind from the previous action scene because the action scenes are extremely intense because, as we said, it's done in first person. They've got Gokan sat attached to their, their head and everything. So this movie is, when the movie is in motion, it's a lot extra, and I can see how this might not really work for some people because it's a bit much, uh, especially, as you said, mo motion sickness. But, like, I knew I was going to enjoy this movie from the beginning, and it was right after we get introduced to the two characters and Henry kicks the door. The moment he kicks the door, it almost plummets to the ground, is pulled back in, they get into a pod, they drop in the pod, and you look up, and they were in a fucking Zeppelin. I was just taken. I was ready. I just do whatever you want with me, movie. I'm 
I'm yours. And from that moment, it continues just a fantastic level of camp where everybody is like, everybody, it's, it's just so believably campy. Everybody's campy. Even Henry himself, who never speaks, but has, and this, the, the neat thing about this is this movie came out in 2015. What came out a year later, Doom 2016. And the big thing about Doom 2016 was how the character of the Doom Slayer was so, like, emotion, like, showed emotion through his actions. You, you knew what he felt in that given moment. And the same thing happened a year later earlier with hardcore henry they actually have the actor do hand motions and different things and you get an idea of what the character is thinking or feeling through them and it works like this movie in a lot of ways it feels like it shouldn't work but it's it just works and it's enjoyable it's schlock but it's a good kind of schlock it's an incredibly enjoyable kind of schlock i mean i could go on and on about all the different scenes um, and how just amazing the choreography is and how they were able to actually capture each moment uh, it, through such chaotic uh, uh, cinematography method. Like, just the sheer fact that they pulled this movie off, I think, is fantastic. And this is just, oh, my God. I, I, there are so many scenes where, like, they'll do their little bit. And I'm just, I'm just smiling. I'm, I'm beaming. This is, I'm having a good time. Um, the the avatar scene. What? Having such a good time, having a ball. Don't oh God! Absolutely. <laughs> that like, man, when that particular scene came on, I didn't. So yeah, the ball scene. Yes. Uh, not to <laughs> spoil that. That is like, I will say just a quick intro to or like allude or side thing for me. Um, this is a movie that you can describe a lot of things. Um, but seeing it is the thing. Uh, there are a couple things of particular song choices uh, mm -hmm. are really good that I was not expecting. Yeah, yeah so this is this is a thing that people kept mentioning beforehand. Is like Lois saying, like, yeah, I've seen clips of this, so that's that's a good idea, right? And I I kept reiterating over and over again, this is a movie that cannot be experienced through clips. You need to yeah. watch it from beginning to end for the it's full experience. It, it, and, and it is like that ending se sequence with Akan. Like, okay, so let me let me go and talk about that, right? So we're talking about how this movie's kind of pretty much a video game movie. This is a video game ass movie. So first of all, I want to say that this is what I wanted from Doom. This is what the Doom movie should have fucking been, hundred percent. Um, that aside. This movie is so video gamey in so many different ways, but like it doesn't really feel fully video gamey until the final fight with with a con, and he just summons all of his telekinetic power and everything just starts rising in the air. Like that's just some straight up video game end boss shit, and it was and then great. the platforming. The, the, okay, I I it's it, you can describe it, but again, you've got to watch it. Henry climbs, he steps on bodies that are floating in the air like they're fucking steps and goes right up to the, main, the, to the villain while he's summoning all this. Like, oh my god, I know I'm, I sound like a, a, a fanboy here, but this movie was fucking fantastic. And I felt nothing but pure enjoyment from this film. And 
I don't think there's ever going to be a film like it ever again, to be quite honest. This is so fucking unique and of its own thing. Uh, I don't want a sequel. I, I'm, I'm happy just with this product. And there are just so, there's so many scenes to talk about, but I don't want to take away from everybody else. So I'm just going to kind of, I'm, I'm going to calm down now because I'm fucking pumped up now. I'm vibrating the corner. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just like, my heart's going like, no, this, this film was fucking fantastic and you should watch it. And that is the end of my segment. I just wanted right. to comment that it's ironic that you mentioned the horse bit and then mentioned the calm moments because yes, the whole horse bit is one of the calm moments. Exactly. But it's also fucking hilarious. It's yeah, really good. good. The horse I mean, comes I mean, out of nowhere. He gets on it and it kicks him off and just fucks off. <laughs> okay. It's it's not just that the horse kicks him off. It's that this this powerful like musical piece starts playing as he gets on the horse, like this really hopeful piece, and he gets booted and it stops immediately. It's so <laughs> fucking good. I, I think the piece is actually from something. I don't know from what it's though. it's a classical piece. No, well, yes, but I think like it's related to horseback riding or the uh, character uh, with a horse. Oh, it's on the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. That. Yeah. That famous, that famous movie about horses. <laughs> I mean, it's a cowboy movie, so I mean, by horses by proxy. All right. Well, apparently, there are two hundred and eleven on-screen deaths. That that I believe it. That yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. die in this movie. A lot of people die in this movie. It's. It's a fun movie. Actually, uh, before we move on, I did have one scene that I did not like, and it was, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, when he had the grenade launcher, and you could absolutely tell that it was all CGI. Oh, and it was so yeah. bad. Oh my god. Oh, the, the one section one. where the weapon moves really unrealistically, like the camera yeah. doesn't bob at all. Yeah. yeah, okay. rotation, if, you look, yeah. if you look past it, you can see, you know, when they have like a bad green screen, you see that weird, like, aura around you could see that and that's mm. the only scene that in this movie that i genuinely had I had a problem with but other than that fucking phenomenal when is that when what part of the movie is that because i that's uh, late, I, that's late it, in the movie just yeah, it's very late in the movie i think it's uh after had the, uh, riot shield right and yeah then, when oh, he's it's when he's oh. climbing the tower just before yes. he hits the roof yes yeah. okay yeah yeah that was uh, the only only scene that i thought wasn't great but other than that great movie yeah um does anyone want to go next i can go next all right yeah so this is further this is another one of those things like there's this thing i always say that there's a big difference between a good movie good quote-unquote movie and a fun movie and this is like one of the prime examples of that this is a movie that is pure fucking schlock pure pure junk food and it knows it and embraces it and that is why it's such an incredible ride the whole way through it's not a thing that you're gonna step away from thinking wow that was deep or wow that's it's a really good story no it is just a fucking wild ride from beginning to end and you just can't help but grin the whole fucking time like an idiot it is uh-huh. it is it's it's a fun movie also fun fact 10 different people played hardcore henry i i read eight it's 10. Okay. Yeah, uh, two of which initially were stuntmen, both of which had uh, severe neck pain after a while because of the setup. Because, mm. uh, yeah, they were basically wearing a fucking helmet plastered with GoPros. It was... Because the entire movie was shot with GoPros mm. from, from start to finish. I, I would assume that the bigger issues would have been the uh, 
the sections where they the necessitated two GoPros where Oh right. you know the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the eye thing, yeah. It just yeah, took me a real life to, a while to figure out what that effect they were going for. I was like, oh, he got knocked in the head. And he's like, well, nope, that's his eye. His eye's just out. Well, the yeah, game, and the, the, game, the movie does start out that way also, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I found it funny that I could pinpoint scenes that I knew he looked away from Lolo. Because there were definitely a couple that... Actually, surprisingly, like that was that is one thing that this movie is surprise. It is a very gory movie. Uh, I actually didn't have that much of a problem with this movie. Really? Um, there is some weird eye stuff, like, mm. but the thing is, he's a cyborg, uh, so it's not like it lessens the effect than it yeah. would be if it had been a person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are some things that happen to people, though, that are very much not <laughs> mm-hmm. like uh, heads exploding and, uh, well, the chest ripping thing is weird. Right, ripping open his chest uh, to, to get out the battery. Yeah. Balls. Nuclear battery. Oh. Also some. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> also that. Yes. Like a well, yeah, the, to- the tone of that one scene, but uh, the the first scene when it happens, it's um, when he gets a capacitor after the whole headshot thing from the guy that is about to bargain for his life. That one was a lot gorier and wasn't was uh, more dramatic, wasn't it? I think so. Because there's also the one that's after, like when he's in the tower and he's fighting like the big like. The, yeah, the, to be fair, like that, that yeah. second time is in the middle of a giant long action scene. Yeah. So it gets swept up a bit more than than the, the other one, which is a lot more deliberate. But yeah, no, it's it's a fun movie. It's it's fucking yes, there are lulls. Uh there's also surprisingly good comedic timing throughout the movie, which which still impresses me. Yes. It's also got a surprisingly small main cast being limited to about four people. I mean, yep. Henry, the villain, wife, and Jimmy. Mm. I mean, oh, fucking Charlotte oh, Copley does a fucking fantastic job as Jimmy. So that whole clone sequence, the introduction to the to the avatars, was nothing short of brilliant. I man, it must have been a fucking ride doing the choreography for that bit. Yep, because Charlotte basically had to repeatedly eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> Because not say too much about the scene, but basically it's just him over and over falling over on screen. It's so fucking good. Like, and the way it's shot feels almost like it's it's seamless. It feels it's not one shot, but it feels like one shot. That's just even better. It made very clever usage of camera movement to disguise that fact. Yeah, I feel like Jimmy's the real star of the movie. (laughs) One hundred percent. It's just a, a man living out his entire plural system. Yeah, kind of. It helps that he he is the most personality of any character on screen. Like, yeah, hardcore. Like, Henry has personality, but it's pretty understated and usually expressed through actions and movements with both his hands and what he does. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jimmy just... Charlotte Copley does a fucking fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. He 
he hams it the fuck up exactly as he needs to, and it's it's a ride. It's fucking great. Everybody does though, from the main cast to the to the supporting cast. Like it, everybody knows they're in this like really schlocky film, and they lean into it at just the right level, and it works. Also, another thing I want to say is I actually like the gore, specifically because it lends to the sort of sheer brutality of everything that Henry is doing the whole way through. Yes, he's an action hero, but goddamn, he is also fighting for his fucking life the whole goddamn way through. And so just everything he does is intensely brutal from start to finish. I feel like it, another thing that probably uh, helps with the gore is that the attention to the gore isn't, hey, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. It's, hey, this is something that's happening. Yeah, like, it's, 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 like it's, people it's, aren't it's, screaming and throwing up about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is specifically something to illustrate the desperation of Henry's situation and the sheer brutality of what he has to do. There, it's all necessary. Yeah, there are th- three cases that I can think of, uh, which I can say like the gore is like almost done a little bit for shock. Uh, there's the head. Uh, there is uh, the popping. Uh, and then uh, there's the hand the at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. geez. Yeah. I didn't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> oh, too bad. Because I'm unclear as to what hand we're. Uh, it's during the final fight with a con. Uh, Henry grabs onto his hands, Air's hand with both hands. What's that? He also, splits. he also wrapped a barbed wire yeah, around no, his he, left hand. Yeah, he split a con's hand in half, is what Lola's <laughs> talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did not parse that. I just thought he broke the fingers and then no, you know, he straight the actual core ripped part. it into. Oh. Yep. Part of why Akan was freaking out so fucking hard. But yeah, no. Uh, also, other fun fact. So, th- th- this movie is aggressively Russian the whole way through. I cannot emphasize that <laughs> enough. <laughs> In- including the main villain, Akan, who is a ridiculously over the top Russian psychic who. Well, technically speaking, he's Ukrainian, but you know, you know, whatever. You know who he looked like? Who? He looked like mm-hmm. Owen Wilson's character from Zoolander. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget That's what tight. his fucking name was. I don't so remember either. Hair. <laughs> Not Zoltan, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, great because like he fucking Akon hams it up just ridiculously the whole way through and it, it's what makes him such an incredibly hateable villain and i think that works for him he, he is a man who every time he is on screen just makes you want to punch his fucking face in without and, a doubt yeah uh and i do want to say uh like he does all kinds of really awful shit too such as beating the shit out of henry with a baseball bat Mm-hmm. And he also actually quotes an interesting figure uh, because he claims that 100,000 baseball bats are sold in Russia compared to 50 baseballs a year. What's in a third? The number's or wrong. Yeah, it is. It's 500,000 to one. Oh. <laughs> I like how you decide to both eat your microphone and change your voice at the exact same time. It's very good. <laughs> so, so what? It's like 500,000 uh, bats and only one ball? Yeah, yeah per, per five hundred thousand bats. Yeah, I'd imagine that. Bats? I'd imagine it's a probably a similar statistic for cricket bats bought in the U.S. Basically, wait, people know what cricket bats are. But yeah, uh, if you want to get the shit out of someone, yes. 
I just I I appreciate just everyone does their role and they do it well from obviously Henry and all the action and the ridiculous choreography they have him do, which I, I must add is very good. The choreography in this film is exceptional. Mm-hmm. To wife being wife in being exactly what she needs to be, to a con being incredibly over the top hateable villain, and Jimmy being Jimmy. Jimmy's more wife than wife, really. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Jimmy is the friend. Yes. Uh, okay. I'll wait for my turn. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is a film. So I think I'm the only one here who had actually seen it before. No, I saw it before. Oh, you had seen it before? Okay. Yep, yep. This was not only my first time, but also uh, since Media Delta started, this is the first time I've actually paid to watch a movie that we were watching. Four bucks. Four bucks, Amazon Prime, baby. Yeah, I <laughs> oh, really need a budget for that shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, it it is it is a movie that I was absolutely thrilled when Lolo put on the list, maybe because I may have bullied him into doing it. <laughs> I well, that was more the fact that I was looking for like what's a weird movie, and it's like, oh, you just keep on mentioning, I'm like, sure, I'll look into this, and then sure enough, it's Torque, now you got to keep suggesting pixels. <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> no. I know that movie, and no, I would rather I would rather recommend things that are fun. <laughs> but yeah, so like I was fucking, I was thrilled as hell, and I was super excited to see this movie again because it's just it's fun. It is an incredibly fun movie. It gets you fucking amped as hell. Just, oh, it's 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 fun. You know, it's kind of yeah. like um, Crank. Yeah, no, no, one hundred percent. Especially the part where he has to fucking kickstart his goddamn battery. Yeah, yeah, it's a different kind of nonstop action. But yeah, no, there are definitely parallels there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I think that's my piece on it for now. All right, uh, Loco Coolio, Coolio, whatever you want to go first. Uh, I I feel like if I let Loco go first, I will have nothing left to say. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, so, go, go, yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, this was definitely a movie, uh, and a lot has already been said about it. But uh, let me uh, let me try to figure out what what else I can say. So I, I as far as liking the movie, it's like I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really like it, but I didn't really hate it either. You know, like it's it's one of those movies that I. Like I, I appreciate that it exists. I recognize what an accomplishment this movie is, like what it's trying to do and you know, all of that. And also interesting that it was uh funded through Indiegogo, uh, of all things. Yeah, not and... entirely, but definitely partially funded by it and all also it's also what helped me get the producer not the producers, but the uh publisher's attention, yeah. Hmm. And also, it's apparently the uh, first and so far only movie that this guy wrote. Um, at, uh, at least according to the Wikipedia article. They've been wrote and directed because he's directed other stuff. Yeah, because yeah, there was a movie. Or God, he he has directed and produced. Uh, well, up until that point, as far as I can tell, again, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article. It was pretty much all music videos. Yeah, uh, he directed a bunch of those. That's and because. Then he had his own band that he actually used a lot of music from in the movie. <laughs> ah, gotcha. 
Uh, I didn't read all of this. I'm mostly just looking at the uh, easy to parse charts. Yeah, and for the record, um, this is the only one that, yeah, he has done all, like, he has done pretty much everything. He directed, wrote, and produced it. Um, since then, he has directed another movie that actually came out this year uh, called Nobody, uh, yeah. which is a movie that, yeah. just based on the poster, I kind of want to see. That has, um, <laughs> yeah, what's Kirk. his name from Better Call, Better Call yeah. Saul? Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yes. Hey, that I looks saw trailers for that. That looks interesting. Yeah, and it looks like another kind of similar movie. And he is also in that movie, apparently. That sounds about right. <laughs> so yeah, for like, he he had experience before, but considering that this is the first thing that he wrote, and as far as I can tell, the first thing that he produced as well, uh, it's really good. Uh, but. I don't think it's a movie that I'm gonna really remember because it 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 has a lot of immediate impact, but it I feel like it doesn't have much of a, a lasting impression if you're looking for something that you know goes in deep, you know. Which I wasn't oh, yeah. really looking for. I, I wasn't looking for something that goes in deep. Yeah, no, this when thing we, has zero depth, but it yeah. doesn't try to pretend otherwise anyway. Yeah, like I, I signed up for this because I was curious about the movie and wanted to see it and you know possibly talk about it and it was it was good, um, but I don't. Hmm. I, I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence about how I personally feel about it, but I think this will rank pretty well. Uh, it is it is incredibly violent. When uh, when it when when you get start really getting into the um, the action scenes, and I feel like I'm pretty much just mm. sorry. I, I'm 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 trying to come up with something constructive to say other than that, but I feel like I'm not really gonna come up with anything at the moment. So I guess I did run out of something to say. Which... I mean that works. Uh, that is, in fact, it is something to say, like, just that sometimes nothing is actually something. Yeah, no, also, to be fair, yeah, this isn't, obviously isn't for everyone. Yeah, no. Yeah. Especially, uh, again, with motion sickness. If you're easily motion sick, this movie's going to be Not just really motion rough. sickness, it is super over-the-top, very gory. Yeah, that, mm. yeah, that too. Is, is I'm, I'm not too bothered about it. Like, I was definitely bothered by the... Um... The vertigo scenes, which I think there are only like two or three of them, so at least that, there's that. Um, yeah, there's there's the climbing, and then there's the the drop, and I, those are the ones I can only think of really. There was there was the um, yeah, there was one where he climbed up top and he looked down. Then there was the helicopter rope. Mm, and, that too, yeah, 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 yeah. And then these um, the structure on top of the building during the final scene. Yeah. There was a there was a lot of kind of looking and just getting like a little peek, but that's still enough to kind of get you go. Ugh. There, I think there are only two times that I like super flinched those right right at the beginning, uh, when he opens the door that goes outside yeah, into the out, void, yeah. and also when he's climbing the building and uh, kind of loses his grip for a second. Mm. That one got me too. It's is there something about the city at night that makes people forget about the last helicopter jump? <laughs> that could be. 
Also, to be fair, that's also because it was coming off a very intense scene and the focus is not directly on the fall below. You're also, yeah, hmm? you're also probably used to it at that point. Well, the last... yeah, but also it's all in first person, so like it does make a difference where the focus is. So the last yep. helicopter jump isn't as bad as the other ones because all you see is the helicopter. You don't see down at all during that scene. Yeah, that's why I was wondering if the nightscape, the fact that, you know, it's dark in the area the, the, the behind the helicopter. Yeah, it's the focus. It's 100% the focus. Yeah, if it's, when it's uh-huh. looking straight down, that's when I lose my shit. Yeah, uh-huh. because once again, it, the first-person perspective makes it significantly worse. Yes. Yeah, and actually that's something that, that, uh, that, I, want, that I want to bring up as well. Like, that it's one thing that there is a lot of violence in the movie. Some people are going to be incredibly unsettled by the fact that a lot of this violence is happening in the first person. Yeah, it's a lot more intimate, the violence. Yeah. Mm. Which I feel like lent to the brutality really well. Mm. But yeah, no, I can understand being off-put by it. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? It's uh, literally the... It's literally the film equivalent of I came out to have a good time, but I'm feeling so attacked right now because I'm literally being attacked. Right. Perspective wise. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm glad that I watched this, and my curiosity about this movie is now stated. I know what it is. I'm probably not gonna watch it again at any point, but I'm glad <laughs> that I did. And I think that's all I have to say, at least right now. All right, my turn. Uh, so yeah, uh, loco. All right. Um, hmm. What is there left to say? Okay, let me think about this a little bit. Configuring. So, I don't tend to actually watch action films, but I have seen a few. And when I think of how this movie was portrayed, a lot of me thinks of Run Lola Run, which is also a Russian ass Russian movie. And I have no idea if that's already been watched or ranked here, or if anybody here has already seen Run, Lola, Run. I actually have it on DVD. Oh, there you go. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of beeps. If, if you take away or replace the animated looping Groundhog Day segment uh, at the start of each iteration of Lola's Run, I feel like you would have a gamey-ass a game movie with Run Lola Run, if you were to have the whole uh, restart segment. But I feel like a lot of the segments uh, are also, they work well with first person the uh, in Run Lola Run, and I feel like, I don't know if that's just a thing with Russian films in general, but I felt like that's something that I came away from Hardcore Henry thinking, huh, I've seen this style of filmmaking already or direction or just perspective where it's very intense it's high pace uh and every everything that happens it's called to attention like every sound effect is supposed to remind you okay this is happening in a hotel this is happening a brothel this is happening on the street at high speeds this is happening in a forest um it takes, it has good pacing for that. Like, every single moment, every strike, every gunshot that whiffs by or that actually strikes through but doesn't actually hit Henry, uh, you, it's focused. Henry whips around to look at the thing and examine it and uh, turns away just in time for you to hear the next 
sound cue or the next few sound cues if like the missing gunfire is meant to remind you that yes you're still being sniped at and that's really i think the point of the film is you are henry you are supposed to remind you're not supposed to remind yourself that you are henry everybody else says henry to talk to you but they're talking to you henry isn't really important in the film in fact i feel like that's kind of the end goal like henry is replaceable and the plot tells you this also yeah that's actually a big plot point and you're kind of supposed to replace henry with yourself really because that's the that's the entire crux of the film is you're supposed to like it wouldn't help you if you didn't identify as Henry to actually absorb the film well. Uh, because that's, that's also why it's very important, the one scene, the only scene where you see his face. Because mm. it's also the scene that establishes that he, he is his own person. I guess so. I, I feel like it was also establishing, like, this is what you look like, so that you don't completely get confused when you see your dad, portrayed by the same actor. <laughs> With more, you know, stubble makeup on. It is makeup, right? I can't remember if it's almost hard always to tell. makeup. It's a movie. Yeah, but I mean, you could digitally add it, or whatever. Could. Um. Hmm. Comedic I pacing is fine. Uh, what? What's up? I was just gonna say I actually didn't take that angle with the movie, and I, that actually thinking about kind of makes me more interested in rewatching it and trying to look at it from that view. Because that's an, I think that's a pretty good take on it. Well, to to me, like it's the first person shootiest movie. It's not the gamiest movie because I don't know. I could sit down and think of other things. And hell, Run Lola Run is essentially like gamey Groundhog Day. And if you could think about it, Groundhog Day is kind of that. But I mean, it is an action game movie, I guess. Uh. Not to say that Run Little Run doesn't have action, but Groundhog Day definitely doesn't. Like, if I wanted to compare Groundhog Day to a video game, I would say a visual novel. Maybe. I can. But, um... Or Looper. Ah, God. I hate Looper, though. Anyway. (laughs) Um... If you take uh, um, the whole perspective of it being a gamey movie... Akan being confrontational every time that he appears to give you the motivation to want him to lose is great as well. Like, he's, he's a scummy asshole, and there's very little point to every interaction, even after you have the entire plot given to you, for your wife and him to interact the way they do, beyond the fact that they were apparently trying to see how far your motivation will get you like i don't know they were very confident that akan was more powerful than you or that uh your replacements were going to be better i have no clue but uh, jimmy it's a, for... they were going to be better but also jimmy was kind of a spanner in the works yeah. yeah but jimmy is the motivation for you know you not turning out the way that they were expecting so for me jimmy is the, the it's the important partner character for the silent protagonist where jimmy is what you are supposed to want everything to turn out well and if when when jimmy is at risk or 
when Jimmy is doing anything, like that's supposed to pump you up. Like a lot of the the musical segments are tied to Jimmy. Like Jimmy is supposed to be the fun of the movie and Jimmy going away is supposed to make you feel angry. And it does that, I feel. At least it did for me. <laughs> no, 100% it does. Yeah. I would also say that, you know, even though she doesn't appear often in the movie, the wife is also a major contributing point to Henry being different from the others because while the others are, like, as a con said, they're, they're all going to wake up with the memory of her screwing the leg on, giving them the ring, but that's all the motivation that those specific characters have. Henry has has the wife as a goal, whereas the other ones weren't going to be used like that. They weren't going to have her as the goal. They were just going to have that memory and that just be, you know, like a jump start. You know what I mean? Like just an intro. And then she was just going to not be important at all. But to Henry, she was treated as important. And that also led him to make decisions outside of what the what he was designed to do. Also, uh, it gave us the incredible ending. Yes, just yes. The, 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 fine, <laughs> oh, the ending to the movie is just perfect. Yeah, sure. The wife is a secondary antagonist, in my opinion. Not, like, okay, she, story framing. Uh, for for all intents and purposes, the wife is a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe. She's written that way. Let me, let me expand on my idea. She is supposed to evoke the whole damsel in distress thing that video games and certain fairy tales and films have historically relied on. Sure. Not gonna deny that. She is written that way. I feel like the whole, like, these characters are just gonna remember this. From the way that it was made out to be, from the fact that Henry has been recorded the whole time, because let's face it, the scene that they all see is digitally recreated, because it happened on a Zeppelin that I believe... Each one was not built in. It's just a recording from uh, Henry's eyes, because Henry has his own memories. Uh, whatever that weird toy segment was, and whatever the dad thing is, they are part of Henry's memory. They aren't expanded upon because they're not really important to the movie or for the plot. Jimmy is, and the wife might be, but the wife ends up not being as important as a damsel in distress or as a MacGuffin so much as something to cap off the movie with after Akon is defeated, because, like, what does Henry do now? Does Henry just end himself, or does Henry go for revenge? We know the answer. And it's satisfying, because the movie ends immediately. I will say about the memories is that the memories aren't inconsequential. They're actually kind of a big establishing thing at that point in the movie for Henry, that he is himself and not just a machine. Uh, and also, it's the final part of what Jimmy left him with. So it actually ties back into Jimmy, who even said, those memories that are coming back to you, those are your own. Listen to them. That's yeah. also important, too, when you come to to the uh, super soldier part of it. Because um, if you remember, there's kind, it's almost like a throwaway bit of dialogue where uh, it's said to Henry that he had been found on the highway, laid out on the highway before the events of this movie started. So Henry wasn't built. He was a person. And then they, you know, you know, modified him to be what he is now. 
Yeah, Where, that's what all the, the super soldiers were, which is they basically took corpses and reanimated them with cybernetics. Yeah, yeah so I don't, I don't feel like that's important. Like, I don't know. The, 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 maybe I'm not communicating it well enough, but I feel like the segment where they go, okay, these super soldiers are going to be super loyal to us because they just have this limited segment of a memory that we gave them, and then we digitally modified Henry out uh, of their memories and put in their own names. But obviously there's an unspoken part where they have to have had a motivation given to them. They probably weren't given the whole, like, hey, you were on a Zeppelin, you escaped, and you hate a Karn segment. They were just given, <laughs> like, you're, you're loyal to the, this woman, uh, do what she says. Well, if she tells you to kill this guy, kill him. The, the probably thing there. is, the, the, they had Henry's combat data from all the recordings, and also the wife thing. And the wife thing, they even straight up mention basically the cybernetic super soldiers were kind of going crazy without a proper motivator, which is why they int- invented the entire wife angle, and uh, Henry was basically the test bed for that. Hmm. I mean, that's I do fair. agree with you that Jimmy is an important central figure of the film because, like you said, you know, a lot of stuff comes back to Jimmy. Um, and like, I, if I remember correctly, he meets Jimmy first on the bus as a, a dude in a jumper. I think uh, that's the second time because the first time he was picked up in the car and gets his head shot off, or get mm-hmm. gets sniped. Uh, you see him for like five minutes. But Jimmy's Jimmy is a driving force through it. That kind of like they all that they, they all have the, the 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 goal was to basically save the damsel. And Jimmy didn't just push him towards that end, but rather Jimmy was trying to push him towards his own end. So there was this conflict of goals for Henry to go across. So Henry went along with whatever was getting him closer towards his original goal which was saving his wife, you know, presumably. Whereas Jimmy's goal was so- solely kill a con. That's all he was driving him for. But everything does seem to kind of come back to Jimmy. I feel like it comes back to Jimmy pretty well. Like, let me put it this way. Gamify the movie again. Jimmy is the sole thing that you have an escort quest for. At no point is uh, Henry actually allowed to escort his wife. He's allowed to be in the same rooms and cutscenes as his wife, but pretty much at any time when his wife is actually around Henry, control is taken away from him. Either Akan is holding uh, her at gunpoint and therefore Henry can't fight, or uh, there's other soldiers that are holding uh, Henry around. Like, if you were to gamify the movie, Every time that the wife is around Henry, Henry does not have the ability to move around. Gameplay is taken away from the player, technically speaking. I mean, once again, as I mentioned before, for the vast majority of the movie, the wife is just a MacGuffin. Deliberately a MacGuffin. Yeah, but I mean, you can have... Jimmy, who gets genuine interaction. Yeah, but you can have a MacGuffin that you actually get to play around with. No, that's not a MacGuffin at that point. Isn't it? No. MacGuffin's just an item you seek out that's supposed to basically help you undo whatever evil is. No, a, a MacGuffin specifically is an object that actually has no real bearing on the plot, but exists to move the plot along. There, 
There is a term hmm. that that's why you're talking, but I can't remember what it is. It's, a, it's like MacGuffin. a MacGuffin, but it's not technically. I always thought of MacGuffin. Uh, still speaking in game terms, because that's all I know. I'm boring that way. Um, I would have thought that, for example, the mirror chalice in uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles would be a MacGuffin. Like, you're yeah. supposed to visit this place to refill that thing, and you're supposed to escort it around, nope. but it's a burden. Nope, it's not a burden. Uh, specifically, MacGuffin is an object to move the plot along that has very little actual bearing on the plot. I don't think we all have a different understanding. No, that is the traditional description of the... uh... I I understand what you're saying, Torbo. I just think that everyone has a different idea of what it is, despite the actual definition of it. It, The Merriam-Webster definition is as follows. An object... Okay, I think that is... (laughs) But go go ahead. Go ahead. All right. It is defined as an object, event, or character in a film or story that serves to set and keep the plot in motion despite usually lacking intrinsic importance. Now, what's being disputed is basically what we see as is a MacGuffin. You know, I, I feel like it can be lent to different interpretations. Well, and that's it was, really, really all I'll add yeah, yeah, The important thing is, is a term uh, typically originally described something like the Maltese Falcon in the movie, the Maltese Falcon, which is, it appeared on screen couple times but it had no actual real bearing on the plot aside from to move it hmm. pink panther diamond from the pink panther movie yes yes, yes. Uh, which the wife is for all intents and purposes up up until the very end i guess that technically makes jimmy the ashley to henry's leon only more <laughs> capable <laughs> tell me more about jimmy's ballistics <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy did never got shoved into a dumpster. Even though he should have uh, at points. The elevator is kind of a dumpster. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, no, it, it says a lot because like Jimmy was a driving force. Yeah, up until the very end, like when he even had an entire crisis of faith and admitted to Henry that he'd been using him, but felt genuinely bad about it and tried mm. to help Henry. Once again, even saying those memories of yours that are coming back, listen to them. They are who you are before he passes away. And a little detail that I appreciate was Henry closing his eyelids before leaving the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Which again, is it's more, it's more of that, like just that the silent, the silent first person protagonist who they don't speak, but they, they act through their hands. And there's just a lot of that in this movie. It, it, and all of it was to Jimmy, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, pretty. aside from the very end with the wife. Yeah, I mean, sure. That's <laughs> yeah, really good. It is very good. <laughs> Probably one of the most powerful uses of the middle finger I've seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. I, j- I just feel like Jimmy's sidekick role is incredibly important. It is. No, it is profoundly important to Her- Henry as a character because it is what ends up separating him from the others and other super soldiers in the project. Yeah, no, no, I'm not talking about, uh, like, yes, you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But at the same time, like, I feel like this movie would not have been as good if you took out uh, a charismatic sidekick. Charlotte Copley fucking sold the shit out of Jimmy. This isn't in question. (laughs) Like, this is... Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
Yeah, but you could have replaced it with visions of his dad or something, and it wouldn't have hit the same way. No, it wouldn't. That's what I'm saying, is, like, Charlton Copley fucking stole the show as Jimmy. <laughs> Which, he's even said that was probably his hardest role to date. Uh-huh. To be fair, it's better than him running around fucking South African city yelling about how aliens are terrible. Do I want to know what film you're talking about? Uh, District, District 9. 9. Oh, okay. I still have yet to see that. It's not worth seeing. Really? I, haven't seen People, it I heard a lot of good things it's, about it. I have watched it more than once, and I can assure you it's not a good movie. I I have heard mixed things about it, but I think the general consensus is that it's not as it, it is its reputation is going down but also I regardless it, i think like that last this is, year or the year before but yeah no this is I, getting off topic i think that yeah this is a point where um because it was local did you have any other uh um other than again gamification uh, of the film like um no i can't think of anything like Everything else has already been said, I feel. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. you, want, you want something about gamification. The, the one thing that, you know, pull, pulling apart a person's ribcage to get the battery out reminded me of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yeah, Zandatsu! Yeah. If I could just, like, say one thing, though, it's like, I know, even though somebody else has said something about it, like, if you've got a, a, a different take on it, or even if you just want to repeat it yourself, it's still valid. Yeah. You know. I, and I do apologize, because I said a lot during my <laughs> turn, which I tend to do. I mean, it's it's the fact that it's, I mean, it's how this, the flow of this goes, is that it's going to be taken. If it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I, this is part of the reason why it's mixed up now is because I was tired of taking all the the, the, the topics. <laughs> I mean, I do want to say, speaking of gamification, at one point he had a literal health bar. Yes, at one point he had a little literal health bar. Such a good movie. It's, right. it's a fun movie. Um, I'll go ahead and say my piece, but then I think that uh, we're good, probably good to rank this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I, I really, really appreciated this movie. Um, this is an incredibly fun movie. Um, cause I know Torbert described it to me as like, yeah, this is a very good, bad movie. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This movie's great. Like, this is a good, good movie. Um, cause it's like the same kind of, uh, energy as, um, there's actually two movies that I feel like this has kind of a similar energy to. Uh, one is Commando, which is a movie that I really like, which is a very probably dumb in that same gen- general feel. Um, that uh, it's kind of, kind of you can kind of shut your brain off and just watch, kind of thing. But it's still a very fun ride. Um. But the more that I was kind of thinking about it, because I just have the ranking list open, uh, and this is probably one of the only other movies. And actually, almost in some spots, I actually thought that I got almost more pumped watching this movie then, which is kind of rare, uh, is Redline, uh, which is another very action-packed uh, movie that just nonsensical things happen. Uh, that is also an incredibly good movie. Redline also has a longer start. 
this is true. Um, but yes, um, I I don't really have any specific specific that. I just think this movie's really good. Uh, I, once again, as I, I said before, though, Lolo, it's not that I think it's a bad movie. It's it's pure fucking schlock. It, it is. is junk food in the purest form. But junk food tastes good. Damn right it does. Uh, sometimes you gotta have. Sometimes you gotta have an Arby's. No, but when I say like, there's a difference between a good movie and a bad movie, like in a fun movie, is there can be good movies that are painful to watch, but there are yes. also fun movies that are awesome. absolute treat yes that are just pure schlock though like, like that's what yes. i mean yes all right uh and they're I not think, mutually exclusive but yeah yes i think we are good to rank this so we're gonna rank this on our one to 21 scale with one being uh mastercraft pretty much as close to perfect as you can get um, to 21, which is very minimal, like it is a pain going to be a painful movie to watch. Very, very little ironic value, even to watch at that level. Uh, with also three extras, which we'll see if this one gets one. Uh, but Axe, what is your number? Z. All right. Well, I, I'm going to say what it isn't. I love this movie a lot, but it is definitely not a one because there are some. There's some issues with the way the camera is moving during certain action scenes. Some stuff kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, that one scene with the grenade launcher, not that great. Um, however, I think this is a good enough film to rank in some of the topper tiers uh, of, of this system. Personally, I would put it uh, no lower than a three and no higher than a two. All right. Cool, yeah. uh, so, like, like I mentioned, I appreciate the, this movie and I appreciate what it does. I don't care much for it, but I recognize its value. Uh, I would personally put it like three or four. Okay. Loco. Ah, jeez. I'm going to need to re refamiliarize myself with your latest ranking list. Oh, let me like it. Yeah, no, I've got it. I'm just okay. uh, scrolling around through it. Uh, let's see. You didn't do Run, Little Run yet, right? No, we have not. Um, would we? Scott Pilgrim is... 10. That would be a very... Uh, That'd have to be a, a milestone, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because it's that not related to games at all? What was that? Because it's not related to games at all? No. Mm. It's not. But also, there's probably a lot of other things that I put on the list beforehand. Fair enough. Uh, let's would I put this on par with Redline or Damn it. I would. I would put it at one. <laughs> I mean, you can also give a range. <sighs> if you want. Scrolling down, and I'm trying to see if I spot anything that I'm like, okay, is this worse than or, or on par? But uh, one to three, I guess. Yeah. All right. Would not put this below or on par with Joss. <laughs> All right, Torpo. Hmm. Mm. 69. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, all right. So I will go ahead. So on what I wrote down for mine, uh, I have two ranges. One is I was thinking either one or two. 
the other one I was also thinking 69. Um, my rationale for 69 is basically there is no other movie like this movie. And this movie is just so gimmicky um, mm. that I feel like putting it like it's good enough on its own. However, it's kind of it's such a I don't want to say tech demo, but such a like, hey, we're trying to do this to be like as a weird experimental. Yeah, a tech demo is kind of kind of interesting because if if you look at like computer demos, they're basically doing things in very unconventional ways. And this movie is definitely doing something in a very unconventional way. So I think I think tech demo kind of fits in kind of its own way. <laughs> um because this is a movie that I feel going into it that it's a movie you kind of got to prepare yourself for a lot different than say another movie. This is not like you kind of almost got to prepare yourself for this one. Like this isn't the thing that I'm thinking of is like hey what what do we want to want to watch a movie this is one you kind of need to be prepared for, or rather you should probably prepare people for this. This is not something you should probably just drop on someone. Um, it's at least that's what I was thinking of for 69, because it's a very like it's good. Um, and I think it's weirdness is just really puts it on a different level. You know, it just occurred to me that there's a couple of things that are gamifying about this film that I just now thought about them, but they're also typical of films in general. All of the soldiers that are working for Akan that are not supposed to be part of the super soldiers, you don't really care about them at all dying all over the place. Their loyalty isn't really called into question, and there's no negotiation at all, but you know, it's pretty typical of, hey, these are suited soldiers, they're shooting at you. You're not supposed to stop and think about what their family situation was like at any point in time. To be fair, they were meant to be a lot more mindless. And also, they were just like a bunch of fucking schlubs. Yeah, yes, they were. I mean, the most characterization that they get is between Jimmy and Yuri for the whole, you know, like... Maybe we'll see your lab, and yes, maybe you will, and then, you know, that explosion. So, that's it. That's about as close as you get to a mid-boss interaction. And then, you know, there's the whole fact that all the super soldiers were former corpses, Henry included. So, it's like, hey, here's this life-changing technology. We're using it just to militarize it. You know, like, we're not going to examine the... uh all right, so to be fair, the morality the, of that. <laughs> the entire point is that nobody would fund Jimmy because nobody likes reanimating corpses, but Akan did specifically for this project. Yeah. So Akan was the only one willing to pay to, you know, bring bodies back to life. Because it was yeah. outright said that Jimmy was working in a lab and then he began his studies on, you know, corpses and that got him kicked out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then he, he was approached by a con who, who saw his research as a way to build his own army. Yeah, but I'm still, still. All the people working under a con were supposedly not, you know, machines. <laughs> Look, he pays well. 
I guess he must. Benefits are insane. Yeah. Dental alone, my goodness. All right. Um, well, in that case, uh, as I say, I guess now it's time for the reconciliation phase. Um, <laughs> so, by default, uh, Torbo, I take it that I'm going to take it that if you had to give it a normal number, that you would give it rather high. Three or two, yeah. Uh, so, I know definitely three is the is the consistent one between all of them, oddly enough, except for me because I went higher. But uh, that is also a pretty decent uh, number. Right now at three, we have Dirty Pair, Project Eden, Ghost in the Shell, and The Road to El Dorado. Uh, that definitely, I would definitely say three is probably the floor. <laughs> That's a solid um, choice to be in. Uh, now, a lot of us said two. So in two, we have Alien, Aliens, Commando, Pet Labor, Pet Labor, or the early days and the movie, uh, Robocop, Secret of Nim, Slayers, and Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Personally, I'd rather watch The Secret of Nim, but that's just me. Um, there's a, I mean, with, weirdly enough, I think this two is actually the thing that has the most stuff in it. I think that's yeah, the problem. I will say, in terms of like pure fucking schlock, I would say this is about on the level of Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, I would actually say though that I'd prefer this movie over like this, but then again, these these tiers are already have b- built in. Um, and then I'd say it goes hand in hand with Commando. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, but everyone yeah. knows it's as good as RoboCop. Everyone's favorite number two. <laughs> Everybody just stops and looks at Lolo. We'll fix it in January. <laughs> Actually, technically December, but I know, but it's still fun to start. Uh, are, are are we foreshadowing to the uh, RoboCop that we would not like to see? No, it's no. forgiving Lolo for shit for uh, having one little bit of inconsistent ruling once upon a time that he quickly dropped, but that uh, kept RoboCop from being a one. Because we weren't sure about uh, Tier 1, Lolo decided yeah. to come up with a series of questions. Unfortunately, he didn't lost... save the questions, so when it came to the fucking RoboCop episode, we didn't have the fucking questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which I now have them right here. <laughs> Otherwise, um, RoboCop would be the one. I, yes, <laughs> that, is, that is a December slash January question. Yes. Um, God. I can definitely, I mean, obviously I said it was a two. I feel like this could be a two. Uh, I also agree, now that I'm thinking about it, I actually don't think this is a one. There's enough weird inconsistencies with it, and also just by nature of what it is of the first person, it is enough that I would say it would knock it out of being one because you have to worry enough about motion sickness that I don't feel that it's fair Put, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. There's stuff that probably would be in one that like people wouldn't like. Um, but still, I do feel like it's just slightly out of one territory. Hmm. It's kind of hard to stomach as a thing. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I, I agree with that sentiment. There's a couple scenes that don't look quite so good. And yeah, I also agree the overarching issue with motion sickness and also the level of violence also could vertigo. be things that, the yeah. vertigo there are a number of things that could turn people off 
And I feel like a, a movie that fits in, or a piece of media that fits in one really doesn't have any of that. Yeah. I'd argue um, something in one can have flaws, but as much more wide-reaching. Yes. Yeah, it can also be very gory. Like, for example, Raiders of the Lost Ark is in one. And there is very much a certain gory scene in that. Yes. Also, Redline, technically, if I remember correctly, has fair, a little bit of gore. It is used very sparingly in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. This and is also, true. Redline wasn't super gory. There was some, like, kind of gross imagery, but that was mostly just... I might be thinking of something else. ...alien shit. Yeah, I think I might be singing to something else. Actually, everything in one right now has a G content note on it. I mean, if we ever did do it, I would argue the thing would end up in one as well. And that one does have quite a lot of gore. So, like, I think the gore itself isn't necessarily like the breaking it's, thing. It's a part but of it's, many. It's yes, it's it's a, a some a part of this. I I'm not saying the thing right, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, it's the little things that add up. Yes. Yeah, and and just as an addendum to the putting the thing in one, uh, me saying this, I would not ha I would not argue with putting the thing in one. I feel that could be the case because there are certain things that, like horror as a genre, I feel like you have to have some baseline expectation that there is going to be things that throw you off, like because that's just part of the genre. And I don't want to discredit certain genres from getting in there just because of that. Yeah. But as just an action movie, Harker Henry has enough things that I feel is off-putting uh, that there's enough caveats to it that would prevent it from being one. Yeah. Now the question like, is two or three. <laughs> but go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, because like, if you look at Die Hard, you know, Die Hard has levels of violence and it's an action film as well, but... It's it's designed in such a way, like, I actually, I don't think there's any real Vertigo parts in Die Hard 1, for example. But the, I'm, I'm beaten, the, the horse, it's dead, it's over there, it's smelled. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to say two. I think it's just right, if it didn't have all these caveats, it'd be a one. I don't think it's a three, I think it's a two. Yeah. Yeah, no, gun to my head, I would say two, but yeah. I think that's just, whoop. Oh, dear. What happened? Uh... <laughs> Not on there. What happened? What did I miss? Uh, I, it, I I actually dragged something. Um, yeah, just for sake of doing it, I think I'm going to put it at two. Yeah, I have no argument against it. All right. So got everything else what? in there. Um, for content, uh, I did pick. I put Gore Plus. Uh, I also put. Uh, there is some uh, sexual imagery in this. Like there is, you mean the, the naked the brothel, the naked yes. woman getting tossed into the camera? Yeah, the literal knocker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the knocker was kind of funny. It is, but it's it was kind of funny yeah. because Jimmy made such a big fucking deal about it. Uh, also, obviously, motion sickness. Yes, uh, which I think this is the first movie to get that. Is it? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Huh. So, yeah. so that means that nowhere on the list are Blair Witch or uh, nope. Cloverfield. Oh, we have not done like much horror. The only horror we've done is Phenomena and uh, Sweet Home. Uh, because Lolo's a fucking baby. I think, Loco, you're thinking a little bit too broadly. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess I must be. There may uh, be a point where it ends up branching out beyond connection to games, but uh, for now, it's 
its connection to games. Uh, actually, oh. also technically, we've done Alien too. There's a ton that's, of that's horror games, aren't there? It's action horror, I, yeah, and Alien. Yeah, that's horror as well. I mean, there are, but also we haven't gone to like Friday the Thirteenth. We haven't oh, gone man. to Nightmare on Elm Street, but oh, yes. Aliens is horror, like Dark Souls is horror. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, is there anything we want to call out in music? Charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art. Music was fun. Don't shut me out by Queen. That's a thumbs up. I was going to say, yeah, music, charm, and uh, choreography, I would like action. I would definitely say are thumbs ups. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Cinematography, light bulb. Yes. Well, I don't know about light bulb because it's saying neat idea, but not really well executed. Oh, wait, no, that's that's for technical. Yeah, technical is cinematography. Yes. Um, I think for what it is, it kind of is well executed. It's just, I think, um, to play the very safe option, I'm going to put your mileage may vary. I would argue there are a lot of scenes that are really well done. However, there are some scenes where the type of cinematography, the way they're shooting it does sort of interfere with what's on screen because of how much movement is going in so it's not perfect but it's still a really cool idea and still really well done and they should have done doom the same fucking way yeah uh storytelling i don't think is it's that deep it's of a, a story not worth uh, action however action's action. fucking great uh art it depends so, like, on how you want to interpret art Cause like set design. No, I'd say there's nothing exceptional in that regard. Yeah. I mean, the visual effects were pretty good. True. Yeah. You know what? I will give it that. Uh, anything that wasn't like strictly digital actually ended up like the, the practical stuff looked pretty good, but also yeah, you'd have to measure that against the digital stuff, which some yeah. of which didn't look so good. Yeah. There was, some I mean, there was essentially only the one thing that didn't look good digital and, I don't think I noticed digital other than that, other than, you know, the very obvious artifacting whenever the uh, the pow, pow, the battery power was supposed to be running low for Henry. Wasn't there also a lot of scenes where there was just gifts of fire? Really awkward looking fire, yeah. Again. Your mileage may vary? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, that's just typical for games, but then I realized, wait, hold on, I think I'm arguing too hard for the whole typical for games thing for a film here. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, yay and nay. Uh, I do feel like... So there's actually a couple yays that I would argue for. Uh, one is made with Abundant Love. Uh, just mm. because getting this idea and like executing it the way it did, I feel... Uh, is worth noting. Um, I mean, even going to the extent of like doing an Indiegogo for post-production spending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also simply fun. Yeah. No, no, that's 100%. Length. Yay yeah, for length. I was going to say a length as well. Yeah. It is an, hour, length. yeah an hour and 30 successfully killed. Yeah. And all of that time is used really well. It's yeah. dense. It's very dense. Mm-hmm. Um, nay. Well, there was um, a horse. You fucker. <laughs> uh, maybe what the hell's going on? It can, it can be... be a little hard to follow if you're not like 
Yeah, it needs your undivided attention. It is it is a very yeah. demanding movie in that regard. You can't is put it? it on in the background. Hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, I will agree with that. I'm also putting the horse emoji. Shoehorned elements from games. Horse, 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 horse. Finally, shoehorned elements from games. Perfect. No, I think that's perfect. The way they put it in there, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a, that's a positive <laughs> thing. When you really think about it, the horse was Actually, the central character. There was that really weird focus on that payday poster. So, uh, fun fact, the, the scene with the horse was originally supposed to be a bit different, but it didn't test well. Uh, what was it originally the like? The horse was really supposed to be attacked by rabid wolves and kills, but it yeah. didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why? But that just reminds me, like, so, like, something I didn't say during it, and I do, I do want to say just as we're wrapping up, the thing that this movie really does great is escalation. It starts with a, a singular event, and then you get a little bit of breather. Then it moves that event up. Like, it comes to, an, like, a higher thing. So, like, at one point, what was it? He he went into like uh the woods, and the escalation they chose from the previous scene is to throw a fucking tank at him and just have the tank running after him. Um, and I thought that just like the constant escalation from like uh, a shootout in a place to a tank in the woods to uh, a, a duel with a telekinetic warlord, like it it's such gr- a great film at providing really fun escalations. Mm. Um, I'd argue it also helps that, like, over the course of the movie, you can genuinely feel and see Henry getting stronger mm-hmm. as a he improves and b just starts, you know, powering up. I feel like that yeah. accelerates with the whole batteries and adrenaline. Really, batteries, adrenaline, combat experience, getting used to his body, all that. Yeah, uh, that don't stop me now. Part was fucking just fucking grabs, two adrenaline needles and just jams oh. them in his legs. It's, uh, I mean, when you put Queen in your film, you better fucking co- uh, choreograph around that shit. And they do. It actually, you know what? It's it's not related, but it kind of is. It brought me back to the scene in the, the Winchester in Shaun of the Dead when the Queen comes on. The exact same thing? Yeah, exactly. And they're just whacking away at zombies with pool cues to the beat of the, the music. It's That just brought me back to that and... If you can link me to another good movie, uh, I'm totally in for it. Uh, weirdly enough, the, the part about Escalation did remind me of there is another video game-ass movie that I can think of, although it's in a different way, uh, mainly because I saw a YouTube video that just overlaid the Grand Theft Auto over, uh, UI onto this movie, the clips of the movie, uh, Falling Down. Falling Down is oh, 100% God. GTA. <laughs> Falling Down is such a phenomenal film. It's it's really good. I hope we get a chance to to review and look at it because it's it's easily one of Michael Douglas's best films. Falling Down is what Postal wishes it could be. Absolutely. Harsh. All right. I think that's probably good on that. Also, that's a lot of charms. <laughs> that is almost the maximum amount. It a yeah. hunky boy. All right. So. That is going to do it for Hardcore Henry. But before we go, um, Axe, is there anything we want to plug? It's the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network or your local ASPCA. Please adopt. Don't shop. All right. Uh, Coolio. 
Uh, sure. There is my uh, radio show slash podcast, Square Wave Symphony. You're home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky, which can be found at lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim. Uh, also, I uh, try to stream, but right now I'm kind of on a technical break. Hopefully by the time this comes out, that will be resolved. And if I am streaming, that's going to be at twitch.tv slash coleomzx, K-E-W-L-I-O-M-Z-X. All right. Uh, Loco. If I make a game, give it a try. That's it. I don't have actually anything to show you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Torvo. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Torpetypist and at Torpetypist on Twitter. Uh, and you know what? I'd like to plug this hole where my battery used to be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, next up, since that's the last episode of Media Delta for November, the next one is going to go into December, uh, which we have a trio of gifts for you. Finally, Uh, time for Christmas movies. Yeah, exactly. Do the Christmas shoes! Finally, it's time for Jingle All the Way. Uh, I, I regret to inform you that no. Instead, we went. I went to go rent the movie, the, the Christmas movies. I instead went to the anime section in the '90s, uh, and we're watching '90s manga UK dubbed yes. stuff, which is yes. a, a present onto itself. Just inject that shit directly into my eyeballs. They're just and your size. And I, I can't even imagine what it's gonna be. GoPro eyeballs. <laughs> Let me tell you about my undying love of super trashy anime from the 80s and 90s. Which, speaking of which, we're starting out with Bang. Um, and that is uh, the. How many. Is it three episodes? Uh, OVA three episodes. series. Uh, that is Cyber City 080808. Look, look forward to Cyber City 080808 because it is such classics as the voice actor of Solaire from Dark Souls saying you wouldn't know a vampire even if it bit you on the end of your dick. Yes. There's well, a reason why Manga UK has such an interesting style. Looks down, like, hmm, it's curious. Also, man, I forgot how Benta looked in this. It's something else. Uh, anyway, uh, that'll be next time, so... Until then, thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's RetroRank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lolodapuzzle or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.